it's the minute you soil, it's a custom by Jews to say the capital of the David, Hashem Oiri Yishi. That capital Tillin, it's the minig to say that from the beginning of Chodeshalo until after Sukkot. Hashem Oiri, the Rabbanishalim is my light. The Yishi. Yishi is a hard word to get near to in English. In English, I think they translate my salvation. I was thinking my salvation to solve a lot of things. Anyway, we'll try and explain it. Hashem Oiri the Yishi, this is the capital Tillim that we say during the month of Elul and during Rosh Hashanah says we made Shiva, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. The Madrash comments on these two words of Hashem, Oiri, Yishi. The Madrash says, Hashem, Oiri, the Banish is my light. When is he my light? Zu Rosh Hashanah. He's my light. That means Rosh Hashanah. Yishi is my salvation. So Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah relates to light. And Yeshi Yeshua relates to Yom Kippur. Anybody who maturely learns the Psukim and learns the Madrashim has to stop and pause and ask what are the Chachamim telling us here? Why is the Rosh Hashanah described as light, oil, and Yom Kippur is described as Yeshua? The Chazal come to define, to teach, to relate to us. They're teaching us a Pasuk in Tehillim. They want to explain to us, they wanted to make it more accessible. The Pasukin itself, Hashem Oivi Yishi, the Rebbein is my light and my salvation, is beautiful. It can apply to many, many situations. But here the Chachamim come and say that David HaMelech is speaking specifically about Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Oyer, and Yeshua refers to Yom Kippur, and we have to try and understand what the Chazal is speaking about. In the davening of Rosh Hashanah, we mentioned numerous times the essence of Rosh Hashanah, one of the essences of Rosh Hashanah is Hayom Haras Oilam. We have it. That Rosh Hashanah is the time the beginning of the world, Harasalam, the birth of the world, Iroyoy. Now, I don't think that the Pshat in the Marza and in the Chazal that speak about Rosh Hashanah being Harasalam, I don't think it's celebrating the birthday. You celebrate a birthday, 
someone is 26 years old today, it's something that happened 26 years ago. Actually, today nothing is happening. It's just a commemoration. You were born on this and this day, therefore every year it's customary to, to, to celebrate that blessed day that, that we were born. But when we say, and when we learn that Rosh Hashanah is Harasoylam, the time of the birth of the world, it would be most superficial and most external in missing the central point of Rosh Hashanah to think that it's just a commemoration of something that happened X amount of years ago. When we say Hayoim Harasoylam, we believe, and to a great deal extent we understand, that in the Kedusha, in the sanctity, in the character of Rosh Hashanah, intrinsically, in the Kedusha and the holiness of that day, there is something of the character of the birth of the beginning of creation. The beginning of creation is a mystery. The beginning of the Bria, the beginning of the Rashi's Bar is a mystery which is not given to us, it's not accessible to us. That's a mystery which is beyond the ken of our intellect. But we have we know certain things about the beginning of creation. The Chazal tell us that there was an oil. Rashi and Chumash brings it in the beginning. We learn it with children that begin to learn Chumash and Rashi. That at the beginning of creation there was a light in the world. And it was different from the light that we have today. Today already, scientifically, we know there are different kind, kinds of light. You know, there's fluorescent light, and there's this type of light, and that type of light. We've traveled long in, 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 in the area and the subject of light. We learned that there was a certain light in the world... And the Rabbani Shalom said... The Rabbani Shalom saw the beauty, the excellence, the uniqueness of this light, that it was not meant for everybody. Gonzoi. So this light was hidden. And the Chazal say that this light will be unfurled and it will be made accessible to everybody in the in the times of Mashiach. This is called in this form the Oyer Hagonus, the hidden light. I'm going to tell you a story that I read this week, a very authentic source. About 40 years ago in Israel there was a very big Gotham Gobble, big tzaddik. The name is not important. 
this moment. In his Torahs that he used to say when he used to speak to Jews, he would constantly speak about light. He would say the oil of the mitzvah learning Torah, the oil of mitzvahs, the light of mitzvahs, the oil of tefillah, the light of davening. He would speak about the oil of chesed. When you do a chesed, you see the light of chesed. There was a big philosopher. His name I could say, Brenner, Yudches Brenner. I don't know if you heard of him. Today very few people even know he existed. Yudches Brenner, he was, he was uh, the... Uh, the theoretician for the whole uh, the kibbutz, the labor movement, the, the, the philosophy and the whole. This Yudchaz Brana used to frequent the home of this Adam God. He was very interested in what he had to say. And he would listen to this big Godels speak about Oira Torah, Oira Mitzvah, Oira Maisim Tovim, Oira Voida, Oira Yadus. The light, the light, the light, the light. See, this Brenner said to this Adam Godel son, he says, your father constantly talks about light, 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 light. I don't see the light. I mean, it's dark. I don't see the light in the mitzvah. I don't see the light in my sometime. It's an amazing story. I think, why didn't he see the light? This Adam Gadol was talking to Jews, and he said to the Jews, when you do a mitzvah, you see a light. You learn, you feel a degree of light. When you do something good, you feel a light. And he spoke about oil and oil and oil. And Brenner says, I, I don't see any light in all this. I don't feel any light in all this. I'm going to talk about a concept which died, which was mutilated. Very difficult in today's society to speak about it. It's not sophisticated. People who smoke players cigarettes don't talk about it. You know those ads. You have to. You know those cool ads. You know. I like to see what they're trying to manipulate nowadays. You know the cool people. They don't. They don't talk about these things. You look in the sitter. We are required to say from Rosh Hashanah to left to Yom Kippur. You don't say Hokel Hakadosh. You say Hamelach Hakadosh. You don't say Melachoy Hetzdok of a Mishpat. You say Hamelach Hamishpat. Whoever learns about the ingredients of Rosh Hashanah knows that Rosh Hashanah is one word. It's Malchus. You're speaking about Melech Ha'olam, the King of the World. Very hard to speak about that, you know. Very hard to speak about that. You don't want to speak about that to young children. You're afraid of frightening them. You're right. Don't, don't clutter their minds with fear. All the people, more mature people, Melecha, Oilam, you know, Yerushalayim is the king, you know. First of all, the whole concept of kings, you know, the king of Egypt said, uh, you know, that there are only two kings left, the, the king of Egypt and the king of spades, you know. He says, uh, you know, uh, the whole idea of a king, you know, it's, it's, it's not alive with us. We make brachas, we say, Baruch Hashem Melech But the word doesn't vibrate with us. 
We say the word Melech HaOlam, Jews who, are, who accept Torah and Mitzvahs, we say it many, many times during the day, but the word, the word, it, it doesn't galvanize us. Because we have lost the concept of order in the world. The chaos that exists in the world, the great chaos that exists in the world, has tainted our vision of the world. Wherever we live, we live in a chaotic world. We live in a world where there are no boundaries. Nothing shocks us. Nothing frightens us. Nothing is immoral. You hear everything. You hear it today, you say, really? Tomorrow you forget about it, you heard something new. The media is constantly bringing to us new things. We are not shocked, we are callous. All the distortions in the world, all the distortions in society. The most grotesque distortions don't shock us. We, we're not shocked anymore. Our whole, our whole, even if we have concepts of moral values, if we live moral and ethical values, you know, they, you come, the kid comes home from high school or from college, the first term college, he talks to me, well, that's a value judgment. That's your value, you know. You know, he picked up already the phrase in college. He comes home, he says to me, your morals and ethics. He says, that's your morals and ethics. There are other morals and ethics. What's right to you is wrong to another person. What's wrong to you is right to another person. And the little, you know, the little upstart, you know, he's telling us, I sit back, I look at him, and I hack that shiny, you know, there's no morals, there's no ethics, and I know it's a result of the chaos in the whole world. We're not conscious that we have, we're not conscious of the fact that we are in a very sick condition. And this condition is brought in a chaos. There's no order. Yeah, our houses are orderly. Our houses are orderly. Our families are more or less in order. But the climate, there's no accounting. There's, there's no chesh benanefesh. There's no soul searching. Did I do anything wrong? If I did something wrong, I walk away from it. You never look back. That's because there's chaos in the world. There's no concept of a malucha, of a world government, of a centrality, of a central koyach, of a central power. The concept of government is very flimsy and very hazy today. If you can get away with it, you get away with it. That's a common philosophy. That's a common ethic today. If you can get away with it, you can get away with it. With everything. The trick is not to be caught. I'm not talking to you. This is the climate that we live in. Melech HaOilom. We translate the word king means a centrality. That everything must relate to that church, to that root. When a king is a king over a country, every individual who lives in that country is a citizen of that kingdom, whether he wants it or not. 
And if he feels that he does not relate, that smells of treason. When a Jew says, Boruch ato Hashem alekeinu melech he relates to a shayrish, to a source, to a centrality, to a government, beyond that, to an order, to a symmetry. He relates to a symmetry. The oir hagonus, the light of Maisa Beratius was, it's a very peculiar thing, as it is Chazal, a very peculiar, it says that that light that existed, other Mauritians saw misoifa oilom at soifa oilom. He saw from one end of the world to the other end of the world. Can you see if the world is round? How can you see from one end of the world to the other end of the world? Roya means to understand. Gemara uses that word in many instances. Royami is the very Admin. Admin's words are more understandable to me. The light of Beratius, the Ursprüngliche light, the root light, when other Marishan, when man in his fullest dimensions entered the world, his first entry to the world was he saw me so far on it was all explicable to him. There was an order, he saw it, it's functioning, he saw it so he saw it as one thing. He saw it as one harmony, as one unit. He saw Gvulim, he, he, he saw parts, diversity and unity. He saw things fit together. That oil, that oil of goddess which was hidden, that vision, he saw a whole world which made sense, which was, was, which was an orderly world. For reasons that light was, was hidden, but it's not inaccessible. The people who relate to Melech HaOilam and to the degree, to the intensity, to the depth of their relationship to Melech HaOilam live in that light. When this godly Eretz Yisrael said that when he does a mitzvah he feels a light. When he does a master toy, when he does a good deed he feels a light, he feels a glow. It feels it's good, it's right. This is the way it should be done. He made contact with that oil which relates to Melech Oil, the unifying shirish of the whole cosmos. On Rosh Hashanah, when we say Melech Oil, when we say it's the birth of the world, we speak, we speak about the unity, about the symmetry, about the order. A world of order. Ach, if you could, if you read today, you can't find them. But if you read about the big Jews, big Jews, and there are places where you can read. They're not known to everyone. You are so impressed with the order, their lives. Their lives. There's an order. There's an order. Amazing order. And that, that symmetry creates a, 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 a beauty, an oil, which, which you are struck with. 
When we say the Dovet Hashem Oiri, and the Chazal say Oiri means Rosh Hashanah, it means the light that emanates from the Shoirish of Melech Oilam, of relating to a Shoirish of all the parts, of all the seemingly separate, unrelated parts come to relate to Melech Oilam. This is the oil of Rosh Hashanah. We have no gvulim. We have no gvulim. We don't know. We don't know. Our, our, all our weakness, what are our weaknesses? You take all our weaknesses, all our ruchnistika failures, all our spiritual failures. You take all our failures. We're not mean people. We're not evil people. And we're not stupid people. If you take, and if we sit down and we all sit down and make a list of all our failures, all our failures, you will see that the most salient feature of all our failures is a lack, a lack of gvulin, a lack of order, a lack of boundaries, a lack of tzimtzumim. When we say that Rosh Hashanah is oiri, when the Chazal say that Rosh Hashanah is light, the light of Rosh Hashanah is Malchias. That there's a world root, there's a world order. When we talk of Yiddishkeit, if you study Yiddishkeit, you want to study Yiddishkeit, I mean really with an authenticity, you want to know what it's all about, you will see an order. Amongst the, the maze of the four Shulchanals, to, a, to an untrained and untutored eye, it looks like a maze. You dinim and dinim and dinim and dinim. But if you learn and you see, you know, I mean, you mature and you see, the whole thing is a tapestry of order. An, an amazing tapestry of order. And man will never, 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 will never extricate ourselves out from our problems. Society will never. We are plunging deeper and deeper and deeper into the morass of our problem until we'll be knocking Melech Oilam. It'll come, that'll come too. Yishi Zeyonakipurim means salvation. Once a person knows that there has to be an order, he just has to put, he has to find himself. He has to extricate himself. He has to extricate himself to bring himself to that order. A man is, a man is bogged down by his mistakes. Yom Kippur says to a person, Hashem Yom Kippur is, is really, in the Gemara, in the end of Tainah says, Yom Kippur was, was, uh, was a day of beginnings. They used to make Shedduchim uh, on Yom Kippur. You know, the Gemara, there's a Mishnah that Yom Kippur was a holiday when boys met girls and they made Shidduchim. So there's a whole Mishnah in the end of Tainus that, um, that Yom Kippur was a day of Shidduchim. They made Shidduchim because once a person knows who he is and what he is, you know, he can join forces, he can find his place in the world. That's a Shidduch. Shidduch is finding your place in the world, knowing where you belong, where you don't belong. Once a person knows that there's an order in the world, the next step he needs is just to extricate him from his 
Morish Chayre from his Atzvus. The Rebbeinu Shalom says, Lefnei, once you see the Oyre Roshan, Lefnei Hashem Titaro, it's a Yom Tev Yom Kippur. Lefnei Hashem Titaro, the issue of Yom Kippur comes after the Oyre of Rosh Hashem. You know, in practical terms, you know, I think to myself, what do you come to a group of people? What do I say to myself, you know, every Yom, you know, what do I say to myself? You know, uh, you want to be good. You know, you want to be make Kabbalists, You want to be better. You you don't want to go away from the Rosh Hashanah. You know, with nothing. You know, and I think, what can I do? What can I do that's meaningful? What can I do that will really bring about a change, even a subtle change? And I come to the conclusion: there's only one thing that we can do. We can learn. We are good people. We are basically all of us good people. Our problem is ignorance. Contact with, if a person allows himself to have contact with Torah, Torah will change him. Our tshuva has to be learning. Our tshuva has to be, I think, that the most honest, and the most meaningful approach to these days is Rabbi Shalom, I want to know more. I want to know more. I don't want to be ignorant. I'm going to set aside time to learn a little bit. I'll learn Tillin, I'll learn Tanakh, I'll learn Chumash and Rashi. Whatever you want to learn. Whatever you want to learn. Learning brings this Aragonas into your mind. I think in a community like ours, yeah, young people, yeah, really, I say this to the young men too, that what we have to take out of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is to, is to bring us closer to a light. We can only do that through learning. Only through learning. I'll learn the Siddha. The Siddha is such a beautiful limud. I learned to learn. I learned to nach. I'll allow some light to come into my head. That's for us. That's for us. An oil and an Yeshua. I always tell over the story. You know, I read a letter in Seifa. There was a letter published that the first that the sons of Rebbe for thirty years. I always tell over the story that it, it impressed me so much. The Sansa Rebbe, for 30 years, when he davened the Meirev at night, his, his, the Gabbai that helped him would bring him a Sefer, the same Sefer, 30 years every night, seven days a week. Before he would daven Meirev, he would bring him the Sefer, he would open to the same page, and he would learn the same thing for a few seconds or a few moments before he dabbled the same thing. I don't know what it was. But bring it in the letter. But I said to myself, the Sansa Rebbe was a genius. For 30 years he banged on his head an idea that he felt had to be in his mind. A thought for 30 years, seven days a week. He looked at the same cipher. There was a thought that he wanted to think every day for 30 years. That's a man who wanted to know something. 
years pass, weeks pass, months pass. People don't learn anything. We're sophisticated, we're intelligent, we talk. We do things, we do a lot of things. We have even some, we don't have leisure time. We do things, we don't learn. There are thoughts there are, that would make us so much bigger if we learned it again and again and again and again. I feel that this is the most authentic Kabbalah that we can make in these days, the Kabbalah for all of us to see, to get in as much learning as possible.